This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. New data out today shows more and more British Columbians drowning in debt. They can't afford to pay the bills. Many people are just one or two paychecks away from financial collapse. That's backed up by some disturbing new statistics. The number of British Columbians filing for insolvency is up 11% this year. That's according to the province's superintendent of bankruptcy. Meanwhile, take a look at these debt numbers here. This is really bad, especially in the city of Vancouver, which carries some of the highest non-mortgage debt load in the country. Let's talk about this now with my guest, Scott Hanna. He's the president of the Credit Counseling Society of BC. Scott, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Mike. Okay, first of all, let's talk about these insolvency numbers. What is insolvency? Is that the same thing as bankruptcy? It's part of it. There's uh, two different options under the Bankruptcy Insolvency Act. You can make an assignment into bankruptcy if you don't have the ability to meet your obligations, or you can put forward a proposal, commonly called a consumer proposal to your creditors, where you offer to repay a portion of your debt over a period of time with your creditor's approval. Wow, okay, so what do those numbers tell you that that's up 11% this year? It just says that the, you know, the state of the individual's uh, household economy is not getting better. It's getting worse. And when we look at wow. the, the amount of debt that uh, we're carrying in this province, and especially in the, in the city of Vancouver, where we're leading all the major cities in Canada with an average of just over $39,000 of non-mortgage debt, it just says that uh, we're really having a difficult time meeting our living expenses and repaying our obligations. Okay, that's even though we were told we've got a pretty strong economy here in British Columbia. You know, that's, that's misleading. I think, you know, the economy that matters most to most individuals is their own personal economy. Right. Sure, you can hear that the unemployment rate is low, but if you don't have the means in which to meet your expenses, and certainly housing costs in our major centers are really expensive and really taking a big bite out of individuals' paychecks, yeah. it's really tough to, to stay ahead or at least stay even. Yeah, does that reflect the high cost of living, in, especially in a city like Vancouver? It does. When you see yeah. the increase here and the fact that debt levels were carrying, we're saying that to what we see and, and uh, look at these numbers, it says that we're having a hard time keeping up and we're utilizing debt as a means to cover our shortfall until we reach the point where we can't anymore and may be faced with looking at insolvency as a solution. Okay, let's talk about some of the debt load that people are carrying, Scott. I mean, that was an eye-popping number there you just mentioned there. What's the average debt load in Vancouver? Uh, $39,000 of non-mortgage debt. Whoa. 39000 Wow. That's a lot uh, in terms of having you know debt outstanding on credit cards, lines of credit, car loans. And when you compare it to our, our second most expensive city in Canada for housing, Toronto, they're at around 30000 so a full 30% lower than where oh. we're at in B.C. So it really says, hmm, we're having, a t- we're having a tough time here. Okay, so that doesn't include mortgages, like you said. Like, you know, a lot of people obviously got a big mortgage, but that's backed up by your house. But what about a line of credit? Do, don't a lot of people use their house to get a line of credit? Lots of people do uh, <clears throat> as a means of financing their expenses. And, and you know, over the years when, when the economy has been strong, interest rates have been low, it's been relatively easy for someone to get a, a home equity line of credit and utilize yeah. that line of credit. But the challenge, of course, is that 
with lines of credit and credit cards having a relatively low minimum payment requirement. It means you can accumulate a fair amount of debt in a short period of time and not realize uh, the financial trouble you're getting yourself into. Okay, credit card debt can be really brutal, right? What's, what's the typical interest rate charged by the credit card companies these days? Typically, it's around 19.9%. Uh, Ooh. And when, of course, you've got the option to pay it in full, and we always advocate that credit cards should be used for safety and convenience, but what we're seeing, the trend is that more and more Canadians, at least half of us, are carrying a balance on our credit cards, and on average, we owe just a little over $4,200 on bank credit cards. Right. I always laugh when I get my own credit card bill. I try to pay that off every month if I can, you know, because you don't want to carry that balance and pay those exorbitant interest rates. But, you know, you always look at the bottom line in that credit card bill and it says, here's your minimum payment, you know, maybe thousands of dollars in the minimum payments. Like, oh, you know, it's okay. Just pay us like 20 bucks or something. You know, they, there's always like a very low minimum payment because it's almost like they don't want you to pay it back because they're, they're making so much money on the interest rate. Well, that they do, but you know, there's been a real shift in terms of minimum payments over the years. So if we go back you know, a couple of decades, the, the average minimum payment on a credit card was 5%. And certainly uh, the province of Quebec introduced legislation this year whereby they're going to get those minimum payments back up to 5% over a number of years. Right. And the end result will be, well, it might be a little difficult for consumers to increase their minimum payments now, it also means that the amount of debt they'll be carrying in the future will be less. And that's a good thing yeah. for consumers. Yeah, right. So if you bring in a higher minimum payment, maybe that would you know, encourage people to pay off those credit card bills. I mean, do you think we should do that in B.C. as well? Like maybe have a higher mandatory minimum payment on a credit card bill? Well, I tell you, we, the governments at all levels have been uh, sounding the alarm, bell for, uh, alarm bells for years that we need to get our debt under control and it's not happening. Yeah. You know, I think that um, our province and other provinces should take a serious look at this. When you look at the implications of just paying a minimum payment of 2%, and with an average interest rate of 19.9, that equates to that the interest charges alone on your minimum payment are 1.67%. So at most, you're paying 0.33 of 1% towards your principal. It's not going to get no. the job done. You're going to be in debt for decades. No, you, t pay your, you spend your whole life trying to pay that off. If you just pay and, the minimum. And many people carry debt for, for long periods of time. So, you know, if you're, for the, the good of your financial well-being and your future self, you need to have a plan that says, I've got to get out of debt. Okay, and I know that's what you guys do there over at the Credit Counseling Society of BC, right? So, like, if someone comes to you and say, oh, man, like, I'm just, I'm totally in hawk on these credit cards. They're killing me. What's your first piece of advice if people have got those credit card debts? Well, the first thing, even before they look at how am I going to pay this back or what's the best way to deal with this situation, is having a real thorough look at how much money is coming into the household and, more yeah. importantly, where is it going? Where can we scale back? Um, if we're not saving for, for annual or seasonal expenses, we need to factor that into our budget. So we, the job we do, first off, is help a person get back to an even state with the fact that the funds they have coming in their paychecks are covering off their monthly seasonal and annual expenses so we're not having to use debt to service that once we're at that stage then we're looking at other opportunities to say where can we scale back to address your debt situation and what's the best way to address your, yeah, address your situation certainly if you've got high rate interest credit cards you kind of find a way to either consolidate that uh, at a much lower rate if that's not possible we may be able to help a client restructure their debts and get interest waived but 
It really depends upon the person's circumstances, whether or not they own a home, have a lot of equity they could use. But we find that many consumers look at consolidating their debts, but unless they address their overall financial picture, ensure they're living with their means, and managing with a budget. And budget's not a four-letter word. Actually, this, we call it a plan. Have a plan for how you're going to spend your money. You're susceptible to having future problems again. What if someone's a homeowner, if they're fortunate enough to own a home, and we've seen the home values in British Columbia go up dramatically here? Do some people, are do they get tempted to kind of, well, they see how much their home is worth, so I can spend more money. I can borrow against that home and just get sort of like, you know, just almost like taking money out of your home value. Well, that was a, a real growing problem up until uh, change in terms of how people qualified for homes and, and when we saw our housing prices uh, scale back. Many people had the, uh, the perspective of, so what if I spend $50,000 of my home equity each year? My home is going up uh-huh. by $100,000, so I'm still yeah. uh, $50,000 ahead. Right. That's not the same anymore, and so that perspective uh, has to change. And regardless if you've got a lot of equity in your home or not, you have to ask yourself, do I have the cash flow to service it? What should people do with those What should people do with those credit cards, Scott? Cut them up. Somebody told me once put them in the freezer. <laughs> well, you know for a lot of people that that um uh, I think it's a matter of really uh getting rid of the temptation. And the best way to get rid of the temptation is really have some solid goals and objectives. Why do I want to put my credit cards away? Why do I want to pay off my debt? What's in it for me? And for a lot of people, you've got to answer that question whether it's I want to be able to retire and maintain a reasonable standard of living, help my kids with an education, or just have a comfort at night that I can sleep because I don't have debt. Scott, thanks for coming on. All right, take care. Yeah, thank you. Scott Hanna, he's the president of the Credit Counseling Society of BC on rising debt and insolvency levels.